previously on the Infinite Escape Room. They're not magic, they fucking will be. <laughs> Just behave yourself. Get to the chopper. It's not a tumor. Put the cookie down. Nearly shat myself, but afterwards you do feel good. Welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where geographically diverse chums come together, solve an escape room of the ears, and then bugger off to the pub for a drink. I'm Mike. I'm three feet tall and live in a tree stump. No, that wasn't even the one I was going to do. Uh, I'm Mike. I sell crochet kites on Etsy, but they haven't really taken off yet. And I am joined by... Um, Anna. And um, once upon a time, I tried to make one of those microwavable oat bag things, and I made a wizard. And he came out way too big and he's almost human sized. So I had to roll him up to put him in the microwave. And then I heated him up and it was like holding a human man. Um, and it and I can't heat him up anymore. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's not even a bullshit fact. I know for a fact that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Do you know, he's being used as a draft excluder at the moment. <laughs> he's, just, he's got big long arms and legs and he's just lying face down on the floor um, being a draft excluder. <laughs> So, I'm so it was, confused. It was one of those those facts that the, the more detail you went into it, the more I thought, hang on a second, this is this is far too specific to be a lie. This has to be true, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, made a tiny microwave list. I, I was asked for a random fact recently, and that was the one I came up with, so I thought, you know, I'm phoning it in, Michael. I'm recycling a fact, but I thought it was a fun one. <laughs> I enjoyed Does it. the wizard have a name? Yeah, he's called Dexter, and uh, the thing is, Ooh. yeah, so he was supposed to be let's say about 30 centimeters long he came out to be about a meter long wow and then wow. and then i made his skirt too short so i had to add a like a modesty hem <laughs> and it was just it was a whole thing he's yeah i'll, I'll show you the wizard afterwards i'll get him get him on camera ah <laughs> uh, this is what this is why you pay for the paper yeah he's got a very limp neck as well so he's always looking like he's passed out he's he's, he's great he's great oh, bless he's having him. a great time <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Jamie, and I once took down an Apache helicopter armed only with a coat hanger and a copy of ABBA's Greatest Hits. I am the living embodiment of Operation Desert Storm. Absolutely. Uh, and I'm Tony, and I'm sheltering 12 pelicans in my garage. None of them like me. <laughs> Again, it's, it's... I feel like, like that's not a real... Plan. It's one of those things that the, the more... I started off thinking that's bullshit, and now I'm starting to believe it, Tony. <laughs> Yeah, and like Anna, you're you're the odd one out here in that you told us a real thing that is just weird. <laughs> Don't stop putting fingers at me. <laughs> notice how she notice how I wasn't uh, brought up against my fact though. Mine was just went under the radar. Like, yep, that's legit. Totally believe that. Oh, yeah. I believe twelve it pelicans, Tony. Absolutely nonsense. Right. I think it's because you've got the look of a vet to you, Jamie. It's that slight, <laughs> slightly unshaved kind of yeah, veteran rather yeah, than veterinarian. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. You weren't there, man. And that's my problem is that I don't have the look of a veterinarian who would <laughs> potentially have 12 pelicans in the carriage. I don't know, Tony. I feel like if you told it to me with a dead face, I'd be like, with a dead face, with a straight face, sorry. Um, I feel like I believe you. It feels like a sort of a strange metropolitan London thing that just all the hip sure, people yeah. are doing now. Yeah, London Pelican Garage. Yeah, Lon yeah. yeah. London Pelican trend. Garage does sound like an indie band. <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah, I'd listen to that. A naughty <laughs> with our band, debut yeah. album, <laughs> Springs of a Scunthorpe Librarian. <laughs> and this episode is brought to you by Jizz Fliskit's Soggy Biscuits and by our patron <laughs> Ryan Sparrow. <laughs> and uh, Ryan Sparrow and Charlotte Knowles. Sorry for including you in the same sentence as our. 
Now, is this Soggy Biscuit there. a subscription service or a one-off product? Because I'm intrigued. I, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> it started by David Cameron. There you go. That's, that's what he's been doing with his time. David Cameron's uh, <laughs> pulled pork or something. Um, oh, <laughs> no. Pushed pork. Now I'm upset. <laughs> You've had pulled pork. Have you had, have you had pork before? Here's how the show works. I will present a part of the Infinite Escape Room, a Mobius curve of puzzles, scenarios, and possibilities, seamlessly linking to one another in an endless escape experience. The others, Anna, Jamie, and Tony, will try and solve it, and if they don't manage it in the allotted time, then dire consequences awake. It's thirsty work escape rooming, though, so after each one, we take a step halfway off of infinity to the Pubiverse for a cosy boozer and a pint, and a debrief and a chat. But that'll be the next episode. Anyway, that's the premise. Are you ready, folks? Let's do this. Yes. Yep, yep. Then let's enter the Infinite Escape Room. Bum, 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 bum. And I nearly started reading my little set of notes, which were how I planned the puzzle. <laughs> I would have given the fucking game away with it. <laughs> Last time, you sweated your way out of Arnold Schwarzenegger's sluicy muscle gym. Ugh. Making it down a corridor... Pursued by the amusingly accented proprietor, you encounter two doors, one smelling of chocolate and the other smelling of karaoke. It's January and you're trying to shed December's diabetes-inducing chocolate intake, so you head through the door marked Karaoke a Millionaires. Inside, you find yourself perspiring lightly as you're hit by a warm Mediterranean-ish air. Through grubby windows, you can just about make out the stylish residence each one catwalk-ready, strolling lazily through the glorious Gothic architecture of Milan. The room you find yourself within is just large enough to accommodate the three of you, and simply has a roll of paper attached to the wall and a strange brass microphone on a stand before you. What would you like to do? Can I give the the microphone a little tentative tap to see if it's working? You tap the microphone, and as you do so, you hear a boom, 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 and the roll of paper on the wall unfolds to reveal a set of lyrics. (laughs) Jamie, I found you tapping the microphone deeply upsetting. (laughs) As as a person who's been setting up PAs for about 20 years, anyone that taps the mic gets a stern from me. Damage them. Just talking to There's no deposit this episode, Tony. Score wild. (laughs) Uh, so what are the lyrics anyway, say? Um, yeah, tell me about these these words. Uh, they have gone into the text channel. Ah, I'll, um, I'll, uh, okay. Who wants to read these out or sing them? <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll give you a little hint and say that these are from Weezer. These are actual lyrics by the band Weezer. Goodness me. Okay, okay. I'll, um, I, I will, I will, I will speak it, which is like singing, but slower and with less music. I tried taking a picture of you. When I look at it, nothing comes through. Sometimes I wonder if you're just a ghost. Then I wonder who's haunting who most. I tried explaining you to all my friends. They just told me to polish my lens. Mm. You're sweet, sweet, generous, my sweetheart. I don't even know where to start. Even Da Vinci couldn't paint you. Just genius. 
Lovely. You, uh, could have done that uh, to the tune of Say It Ain't So, the only Weezer song that anybody can ever remember, <laughs> despite the fact they've done like 10 albums. I... I'm a big Weezer fan. <laughs> I remember. Oh, okay. Especially the early shit. I don't know this one. What what album is this from? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. It's 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 a song entitled Da Vinci. Um, oh. Okay, no, okay, I know this one. It's here yeah. literally uh, to transition us from the handover that Jamie left me, uh, <laughs> karaoke bar, to what we're actually doing. <laughs> Jamie, on speaking, on poorly singing those lyrics, do you want to even just try the last bit of Even Da Vinci Couldn't Paint You to the tune of... I don't even know that song, Mike. I know a few. Oh my God. Even the VG couldn't paint you. Oh, that was beautiful. Perfect. <laughs> Tony, you hear a series of clicks followed by a mechanical rattle, and then the wall in front of you opens to reveal a hidden room. You step into a cluttered, dusty space, lit gently by the warm rays of the Milanese sun, shining with a muted orange glow through a distant hole in the roof. The hidden door slides shut behind you with a metallic click, and you turn to see a series of counterweights and ropes rumble from the side of the door, across the ceiling and towards a large brass box in the corner of the room. Gears spin, ropes whiz, levers clank, and after a moment, you hear... Is this a thingy on, huh? Oh, God. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> In a crackly, distant voice, originating from the metal box. Buongiorno. I'm a Leonardo da Bloody Vinci. I'm a famous Lechalever sausage. And as a requested by you, Duke Ludovico Sforza, I've made you two of my brilliant bloody inventions. First is a this. I call it the MP3 player. That's a Milanese preserver thrice. It's a way of recording the voice of a man so that you do not have to keep repeating the same joke more than a few times. It's all the brass and cogs in it. And for your amusement, I've made a this. The world's first room in which you will have to escape as part of a recreational activity, rather than because the bloody Borgias have decided to do a torture on you. I call it Bella Stanza di Ragazzi. There's a slight coughing sound from the MP3 player. I'm running a bit later with this and a few other commissions, though, so I've made this out of my spare workshop and the old shit I had lying around in it. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> If you can escape this room within three turns of the hourglass, then you get a fabulous surprise. Are you ready? Let's go! Conscious <laughs> that accent. That, Ross that sounded <laughs> remarkably like yeah. Chris Pratt. It's <laughs> 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 uncanny. <laughs> Doesn't everything in this day and age. Um. There are more mechanical clicking and clunking sounds within the box, and then after a moment, a small hatch pops open in the side. An hourglass on a brass rod pops out, and the sand begins to fall. I'm guessing this hourglass is actually like 10 minutes or whatever. You can't really tell. There's sand in it. Um, your time starts. Tick, that... tock. So what else? Four. So the MP3 player? What else have we got? Yep. Uh, okay, so looking around the room, you see there's a, a large cluttered workbench directly in front of you in the middle of the room. There are paintings on all four walls around you. There's the brass MP3 playing box in the corner of the room, and that's it. What's on the workbench? Okay, you potter over to the workbench. Uh, it's a lovely solid wooden thing, uh, cluttered with odds and ends of inventions, which are so old that they dissolve into dust merely from the weight of your gazes and may just be set dressing. A few items appear to be untouched by time, though. You can see a, a gleaming brass statue of a man with too many limbs, a painted wooden box open at the top with something visible in it, an assortment of art supplies and paper, including a brush, quill, chalk pencil and a full set of oil paints. 
Okay. Oh, this sounds mm. arty. This is my wheelhouse. Okay. Mm, what's in the painted wooden box? Okay. Uh, the box appears to be open at the top. Uh, it's got something just out of sight. Do you want to try and reach inside? Yeah. Anna, you bruise your knuckles. <laughs> oh, no. It is, in fact, not open. It's one of Leonardo's famous tricks of perspective. He's painted it to look like, well, there's a thing inside, but it's, in fact, just a painting on the top of the box, <laughs> which is impossible. Bust. However, on the bottom of the box, uh, you can see a portrait of a young man with devilish eyes and golden curls. He has a chain around his neck, which terminates at his breast, where you see a small cruciform indent and blank, unpainted spot of bare wood. Leonardo, you cheeky boy. A cruciform indent. That's a very pleasing series of words. Mike, what, what, what did Da Vinci say was the name of the puzzle? Was it Della Stanza di Ragazzi? Yes. Okay. I don't I know mean, what stan- stanza means in Italian. I mean, I'll, I'll, it, it, it's not it's not um, important to the puzzle. I think no, I figured means, it wasn't. It's just yeah, yeah. I think Google Translate informs me it's something about handsome boys, which Leonardo da Vinci ah, was very fond sure. of. He did like a handsome boy, yeah. ideally with golden curls. I mean, yeah. it was the Renaissance. Who did uh, remember, okay. right? <laughs> um, can we look at the statue of the the man with too many limbs, please? Sure thing. More closely, uh, you take a look at the statue of too many uh, limbs. You might even recognise him as a Vitruvian yeah. man. He very closely resembles the famous uh, uh, illustration of the man uh, spread-angled in a circle and a square. It's a small golden statue of man, anatomically perfect in every way, suspended in a metal circle and square with two sets of arms and two sets of legs. Can you move the arms and legs? Ooh. <laughs> the arms and legs move freely. Like an action figure. Oh. Yeah. It is actually about the size of Action Man. Excellent. Uh, international yes. listeners think two and a half GI Joes. <laughs> that's that's the going. Was Action Man <laughs> bigger? <laughs> yeah, GI Joes are quite dinky, aren't they? Whereas Action Man was a good like ten or ten or eleven inches. Yeah, he was a hefty, <laughs> hefty boy. <laughs> Sorry, I regret everything. Um, can I? I'd like to have a route around in the art supplies, please. Uh, sure thing. See if uh, there's anything. You find nothing more than what I originally described. So um, the brush, the quill, a chalk pencil, and a full set of oil paints. Brush, quill, chalk, oil paints. Uh, Can I have a look at the paintings on the wall? You certainly can. Okay, so the door you came in through was in the south of the room. And on the back of that door is a miniature oil painting of the crucifixion. It's a masterwork of both perspective and detail and looks so real you could almost feel like you could step inside if it wasn't so small. There does feel like there's something a little bit off about it though. The west wall has two paintings on it, one in the northwest and one in the southwest. Both appear to be drafts of Leonardo's magnum opus, The Last Supper, and face into the room. The north wall has one painting on it. It's another early draft of The Last Supper, similar to the rest, and facing outwards into the room. And the east wall has two paintings on it. These also appear to be drafts of The Last Supper, very similar to the others, one on the northeast and one on the southeast of the room. As with the others, they face outwards into the room. Mm-hmm. Can we get a closer inspection of that crucifixion uh, painting and have a little touch around the frame, etc., to see what it is that's off about that? Um, so you take a look and it's painted with Leonardo's uh, famous attention to light, detail and perspective that makes it feel almost three-dimensional on a two-dimensional plane. Uh, feeling around the frame, 
nothing feels unusual, but there does still strike you something slightly off about it. Can I touch it? Can I touch the painting? You do, Anna. You touch the painting. And as you run your finger along, it's sacrilegiously <laughs> depositing the oils from your hands on it and probably ruining years' worth of preservation, <laughs> knocking billions off the list price on eBay. Um, you feel that the tiny form of Jesus on the cross is, in fact, three-dimensional and pops off into your hand. Oh, no. <laughs> what have I done? Put it in the bottom of the box. Yeah, we need to go put that in the box. You add the tiny Jesus on the cross onto the bottom of the chain of the beautiful boy. Mm. The cross slots in on the bottom of the box, completing the chain around the neck. An unseen seam in the box appears and it clicks open to reveal the head and wings of a small wooden finch. The head appears to be missing its beak. No beak. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, so tiny Jesus has been used up. Okay. (laughs) I would... I would like to have a closer look at... um, Can I have a closer look at the MP3 player? You certainly can. You take a look at the Milanese Preserver Thrice MP3 player. Uh, It's around the size of a portaloo. It's up against the wall and has a door on the front. It appears to be locked and looks like it will require a key Mm. to open. Okay. So we need a beak for this here, Finch. Um, so we've done workbench paintings. Yes. Is there any area of the room I haven't quite looked at? And then we've done MP3 as well. What else have I missed? I think there's okay. still stuff to find in the room. Oh, can we look up into the ceiling? So, uh, oh. You look up, you can just see the uh, the skylight I mentioned earlier with the warm rays of the Milanese sun dappling. Can we look at, can we look at the bottom of the bench, please, underneath the bench? You certainly <laughs> can always look <laughs> under the bench. Under the bench, you spot a small three-digit combination lock built beautifully into one of the workbench legs. There's a small brass plate next to it, embossed with a picture of a framed eye. And a brass plate with a picture of, with an embossed eye, did you say? Uh, embossed with a picture of a framed eye. And it's eye. three digits, you say? Yes. Interesting. Um, can we look more closely at the Last Supper mm. paintings? Yeah. And are there any noticeable difference. I basically want to play a, like a big old game of spot the difference. Mm. Uh, yeah, sure thing. Paintings and sort of try and spot how, how they might be different to each other. Okay. So uh, I can tell you that the paintings appear to be very, very early drafts of okay. um, more compositions or anything of The Last Supper uh, with very little actual detail uh, mapped out in them at all. In all of the paintings, you see that there are three characters uh, of the famous painting um, who are done in kind of any sort of recognisable detail. They are Judas, who appears to have been done, had his initial drawing done in a chalk pencil. Jesus, who has had his underpainting done in Leonardo's signature style of uh, sort of a block dark colour underneath. Anna's smiling here because Anna knows how <laughs> the stuff works. Anna knows how the art oh, works. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and also... Weird choice, Simon the Zealot, um, because of his amusing name, um, who is fully shaded and coloured. Each of these has them, and you say you want to spot the difference. Is there any particular thing you'd like to focus on across the um, five Last Supper paintings? Well, good question. Number of eyes? Uh, You take a look at the eyes, and comparing them across the room, Mm -hmm. you notice that all of the eyes are looking in slightly different directions. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Where? <laughs> As in, by the way, sorry, both both eyes are looking kind of on each character are looking in the same direction. It's not like they're all going I thought they that experimenter wear... with you was having a gammy eye. They all need to wear an iPad. Somebody spiked the wine. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, um, but, okay. Yeah. So what? So we got Judas, Judas, and Simon. So who's Judas looking at? So would you like me to go around the room yes, for please. you? Yes, please. Clockwise from bottom left. That's okay. From yep, sure south, thing. Uh, from southwest. Yeah. Yeah, sure thing. So in the southwest picture, Judas is looking directly across the room. Okay. In the northwest picture, Judas is looking towards the north of the room. In the north picture, Judas is looking towards the northeast of the room. And in the northeast picture, Judas is looking towards the southwest of the room. Judas's eyes are closed in the southeast picture. Okay, so if you if you draw lines from each of those paintings to where they're looking at, you make the shape of the number two. So if we track those across the three different characters, we should be able to trace the forms of the three digits we need. Excellent. Okay. So we got a. T- so we've got two to begin oh. with. Uh, so can we do the same with uh, Simon the Zealot? Where's he looking? Okay, Simon the Zealot, uh, starting from the same place. Oh. Ah, it's over. You hear a clunk, a ping, a rattle, and a twang. And the hourglass turns over for the first time. Sorry, so Simon the Zealot. Okay, starting from the same point as last time, so from the southwest. Southwest is looking directly opposite to the opposite side of the room. Northwest is looking to the north of the room. In the north of the room, Simon is looking to the northeast painting. In the northeast, Simon has his eyes closed. And in the uh, southeast... Simon is looking towards the northwest. Wait, uh, what have I done with these drawings? Oh no. Is this making. It's <laughs> a number. This is, it's kind of like a two in reverse. Yeah, go for so a five. A five across. So if we would start bottom left, which seems to be uh, not necessarily the thing. Okay. But if we start bottom left, that's the only way that yeah, you can follow the arrow. Roughly the same, same thing. I think. Okay. Go for a five for yeah. old Simon then. Yeah. So then Jesus. So I think he's the middle number. Yeah. What's our boy Jeezy Creasy doing? Yeah. Juicy crust. Uh, Okay, so uh, Sweet Jay is... um, uh, His eyes are closed in the southwest picture. In the northwest, Jesus is looking directly across the room. In the northmost picture, Jesus' eyes are closed. In the northeast picture, Jesus is looking towards the southwest and... In the southeast picture, Jesus' eyes are closed. Seven. That's a seven Very sleepy right? man, Jesus. Always got his eyes closed. Had a busy day ahead of him. He was probably catch a catch a little little nappy. I mean, trying to organise a meal for twelve dudes. That's going to take a take it out of you. It's just so hard in your thirties. You <laughs> what are you doing this week, Simon? Fishing. Ah, oh, <laughs> Judas. I'm also fishing. Why did you bastards invite me fishing? <laughs> <laughs> Judas, Judas, Judas wouldn't say fishing. Judas would go, uh, um, uh, I'm uh, fishing, fishing. Jingle, jingle. I'm also sounds, fishing. Judas. <laughs> I've got a fun fact about that, but I'll save it for later. Sure. I'm, I'm excited about your Judas pub fact. I'm going to make a note of that. Well, it's, it's a Judas in the Last Supper fact. In fact, it's a really quick one. Basically, Judas in the Last Supper was very nearly a cardinal um, who hassled Leonardo 
about getting the Last Supper finished. <laughs> and it was like, if you hassle me this anymore, I've been looking nice. for a model for Judas, and it might be you. I'm going to put in you in the bloody painting. <laughs> but not in a good place. Yeah, I know the feeling. You've got to be that guy everyone thinks is a deacon. <laughs> um, so I think the numbers that we've got, if we do Judas, then Jesus, then Simon, mm. is 275. Mm. Is that right? I think so. My drawings made no sense. So, yeah, I'm going with... What's, what's your logic yeah. to Judas, what are you Jesus, <laughs> Well, those are the order that you told us they were in on the paintings. You said oh. you've got three characters, Judas, Jesus, and Simon the Zealot. Shall I have another look at the painting, Michael, to see what order they're in? Um, I think they're actually in the order I described them, yeah. Okay. Judas, cool. Jesus, and Simon. Yeah. Is that in every yeah. painting? Okay. Okay. Uh, yes. Okay, cool. Let's, let's try 275 in the in the box. Okay, you try 275 in the table leg combination lock. And a small hatch Woo! in the leg opens up with a click. Inside is a small void, and you see two items. The torso of a small wooden finch, perhaps an inch or two long, and a small scrap of paper. What's on the paper? What does the paper say? Yeah. The paper reads, Man should applaud the beauty of God's most beloved creation, man. Um, can I please arrange the arms of the Vitruvian man to be like... <laughs> nice. Yeah, that makes like, so much more sense. I was going to go into the MP3 thing and clap, but I think that makes a lot more. Sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So, like, having have like two of them pointing at, at, I don't know, like ten and two, and then the other two directly up at one. Maybe. How do we feel about? Oh, sorry. Yeah, that sounds well, good. I mean, if they're fully that. posable, then have the have the second set of arms outward and clapping. So he's like doing like a Goro from Mortal Kombat kind of deal. True. Excellent. Either way, arranged point. for maximum clappage. Make <laughs> <laughs> will clap, Mike. <laughs> okay, you uh, you bring the tiny cheeks, sorry, arms of uh, Vitruvian man together and clap them uh, with a little brassy ping. Lovely. Again, there is a little click and then a little bonk. And then, much to your surprise, and possibly to the surprise of Vitruvian Man as well, the leftmost leg of the golden statue drops oh off dear. onto the workbench. Oh, no. Jutting from the end of it, you spy a rolled scrap of paper. Oh, man. Please, read us the contents. Mm -hmm. It reads, Riddle with twist. Feathers will raise men as they do birds towards heaven. Sorry, can you say that again? Feathers? Feathers will raise men as they do birds towards heaven. Raise men as they do birds. So that could be a reference Thank to you. angels. The only way to get if you get if you're an angel, you mm. get wings, and unless unless you're going with a canonically biblically accurate, those terrifying angels. Technically, they're just dudes with wings. So, mm. um, you you mentioned the finch torso before, Mike. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Um, Are the I wings movable? We've got two different finches. One You've got two different bits of finch. So you have... Oh. Um, okay, so you had the head and wings, so basically the, uh, ah. the front half of a wooden finch, but uh, sans beak. And I believe you now have the tail as well. Do we want to try putting... Yeah, putting them let's together? see what happens. You do so. You have a, a little wooden finch uh, missing its beak in your hand. Uh, it's probably a, only a, an inch or two across. Um, quite peaceful. So do we think 
what is it? Feathers will raise men as they do birds towards heaven. Yeah, are those wings posable on the finch? Hmm. Um, they do not appear to move. If we take the if we take the bits off, can, uh, do they look like they fit onto the Vitruvian man? Um, you disassemble or you sort of unclip yeah. the uh, the little statue, and they don't appear to fit onto okay. the Vitruvian not, man. Not made to measure. Fine. Um, yeah, he's not like Lego. <laughs> well, I don't know if it was some sort of like Transformers kit. Yeah, no, I, um, I was instantly actually thinking of. I was going to say a kit pashed Gundam kit from the nineties, but then oh, I'm yeah, not sure. Get that. <laughs> yeah, well, I've listened to enough friends at the table that I've had to Google what Gundam robots look like. So, uh, well, we had like Beast Wars. What um, were the names of those? Beast Borgs. Yeah, they were a pain. Beast Wars. Yeah. Um, that was all part of the Transformers franchise. I think oh. we should talk about this afterwards. <laughs> um, um, as the the the, the sand glasses flipped, um, we had a bra- there was a there was a brass eye in a frame. Chris Morris would be proud. <laughs> Here you go. Um, yeah, the the brass eye, I think, was the the signposting for the eyes on the painting to unlock that three digit lock. Oh, sure. Um, so we got that yeah. that clue with the the riddle, of course. Across that, um, and then we got the key for the MP3 portaloo. But well, we need to find the key for the, the portaloo. I have the urge, but I'm not going to do it. But I have the urge to yell out the riddle and just lob the finch at the skylight. I don't think. <laughs> 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 um, this is why I'm not allowed to do um, this anymore. Um, it, it, can we come back to our Vitruvian man statue and like? arrange the wings sort of uh, sorry the arms kind of feather like is there any way that we can sort of move them back and and into a more sort of wingy feathery shape i mean you can you can flap them you can spread them as much as they'll though, spread no okay. the true man's okay. looking very sorry for himself he's on the piss now <laughs> um um hmm oh oh wait wait there was a quote uh, yes uh, the art supplies yeah, a quill in the art supplies and that is the what is a quill but a feather being put to a specific purpose. Uh, so what do we do with the quill? Do we... Hang on. Feathers will raise men as they do birds towards heaven. Is the riddle with a twist... Well, actually, I don't know if I can ask this. Mm. I don't. Is that relevant? The title of the riddle? Is that part of the riddle? I mean, mm. I've given it to so you along with the maybe riddle. Maybe can we deconstruct the quill <laughs> somehow? Ah, yeah. Well, you take a look at the quill and it does seem... Actually, now you're holding it in your hand, somewhat thicker and heavier than you'd expect. And you can yeah. hear a faint yeah, rattle so inside. Sort of twist the, I don't know if there's like a metal bit on the end of the quill or something, twist that to take them uh, apart. You twist it. And at your twist, an invisible, beautifully carved seam becomes apparent and parts. Inside the quill is a small hollow tube from which drops the tiny wooden beak All of a right. bird. Oh. Okay, can we put it on Let's the finch, assemble a finch. You put the beak on the finch, and do you reattach its bum to its... Um, it would be yeah. the right thing to do. We're going full <laughs> finch, mate. Okay, you, you go full finch. You put the bits back together, and as the final piece slots in, it clicks, and it whirs with strange wooden 1500Z clockwork, mm. and flaps its wings once, twice, thrice, lets out a rather wooden-sounding tweet, a bit like a penny whistle. That was rubbish. We, no, yeah. That was equally rubbish. Discord's Tony, noise cancellation yeah, is, is it's working overtime. It, so we can't yeah. hear it. <laughs> it's, pro- it's, it's probably a mercy. And after a moment and its pathetic little whistle, it is still. Then its breast parts to reveal a small compartment within. 
There is a small key inside. Congratulations, you have found the Finch key. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> old walk for that one. Um, and there is a pom and a cling from the hourglass, and it turns its final turn and starts pouring the other way. Let's what? jam that key in the portal hole. I mean, let's open. <laughs> I don't know what, why did I describe Ele- it as a portal. Is <laughs> let us let us unlock the MP3 player with this key that we have found. <laughs> you go to do so and your time stops right. now the key turns in the lock and you open it and instead of seeing a portal to your freedom inside inside instead you find a grey bearded man looking quite tired um, and a little bit uncomfortable uh, he stares back at you somewhat goggle-eyed hello He's some here, Leonardo da Vinci. He looks like my Milanese preserver works. How long have I been in here? I'm very late with my commission anyway, but I always was. Ho ho, I'm a Leonardo da Vinci. I've been living on a fo- moss in here for 400 years. Um, anyway, I really need a wee. Um, he... You sound like Gino de Campo. <laughs> Sorry, it's going all over the place. I'm trying to sound like <laughs> Uh, he reaches into his very dusty robe, uh, which dissolves basically <laughs> upon his touch, um, falling into the floor, 500 years old, uh, and produces a tiny flying machine made from the skeleton of a rat and uh, starts to whisk it up a bit like a kind of a hand-driven egg whisker. Egg whisker, cake mixer whisker thing. Um, <laughs> so he's obviously had 400 years to perfect it, and he starts to ascend. You grab hold of his um, feet and are dragged out of the ceiling fire the skylights and he whisks you away into the Milanese sun I'm a bloody starving for a pizza he says and none of that's a thin nonsense but then you get hit by an unexpected duck and congratulations you've solved my puzzle Uh, I'll be honest with you I did a Leonardo on this in that um, Leonardo famously left a lot of stuff unfinished so I just gave myself some bullet points and hope I could win it on the outro (laughs) you'd never know you'd never know (laughs) <laughs> and you solved it with uh, oh, nine and yeah. a half minutes to spare. So, oh yeah, this is the brain trust. It was a twelve minutes. Time, so you had thirty-six minutes, and you had nine Woo-hoo. and a half minutes to spare. So, bloody well nice. done. Yeah. Ooh, yes. Is well done. Everyone. Is Da Vinci naked in this scenario now? Because is is well, you did say his robe so, crumbled away. So, I felt someone's like getting a face holding full of his legs and of that. To look up at his. <laughs> yeah. Finch, yeah. Dusty, Dusty Gooch. Yeah. Dusty Gooch is the name of another indie band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, that's it for this episode for now. Uh, come and join us next time at the pub. We're going to pop across to the Venter Inn uh, where we'll have a, a drink, do a debrief, and uh, have an have a natter. Um, and if you enjoyed this episode then leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice and if you really enjoy it and want to show your support then uh, consider checking out our Patreon program over at patreon.com slash the infinite escape room uh, the shout out early access to episodes um, and the career limiting horror of uh, my unedited recordings we love you lots and we'll see you next time on the infinite escape room bye bye now bye 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 bye